We can't live in America is unthinkable. Biden's coffee is unthinkable. Biden's watch is unwatchable. Biden's crutch is unwatchable and stinking. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Well, hey everybody, it's 40 um, minutes of dogs barking. My name's Sorry, I, I can only hear one of you talking. Wu Tang. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. Oh, God. So this is the first time you're hearing my voice the entire time. Yes. The first thing I heard That's... was you say Wu-Tang. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. It, wouldn't, it, wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be anything that I, you know, had to do with if it wasn't some kind of monumental weirdness happening. So thank you for speaking up because. Uh, yeah. We we could yeah. I think we could have gotten very far with this awkward a very episode. odd episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what if I hadn't figured it out until the end and it just seemed like I was ignoring one of you uh, speaking of uh, technical weirdness and uh, all so that. it's four eight minutes of dogs barking Thank I'm you. Brian this is Jason over it's here me. today hi a very special and very talented guest Mr Rory Blank Jason take it from here. That's right. Tonight's guest is a comics creator, zine maker, t-shirt designer, heartbreaker, former political science major, and the person responsible for my new nickname, Horrid Toilet Man, all the way from the great state of Texas. Please welcome the king of blood himself, Rory Blank. Rory, Howdy. how are you? Uh, getting over a cold still. I don't remember oh. if I said that on House of Show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I still have a cold. Yeah, you were just on with House of Decline. Boy, what a what an episode that was, too. Second consecutive day of me doing uh, media appearances as as somebody who uh, normally I just don't talk to people. <laughs> as a, a cartoonist uh, who works from home most days, I just I don't see other human beings other than my girlfriend unless I go grocery shopping. I can't also am a recluse if I'm left to my own devices. I, I completely understand. Aside from like shooting shows, he probably would. That would be it. I, I like to go out, but like I'm also someone like if on a weekend off, I may not leave my apartment at all. I just might be working on stuff or whatever. But yeah, uh, I, I totally understand. It's kind of one of the positives about my studio being in my garage is that I, I it faces directly under the street. Uh, don't try mm. to find my house. It faces directly on the street. <laughs> I live on a very busy street near the University of Texas. So if I work down there instead of in my living room, like at least once every hour, I'll, I'll get to see like just teens walking by get to hear random phrases. Like a few months ago, I overheard one girl say to another girl, well, we do have that video of you peeing and the other girl saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't know what that means, but it's it's something. It's enrichment that I get in my yeah. life. Oh, God. It's like working at a coffee or like working from a coffee shop <laughs> yeah. without ever having to leave. You get that that slice of life, that, that slice of college life, especially. Overhearing college students talking in particular is, is just like it's, it's the premium stuff as far as I'm concerned with like what oh. you can overhear people say. Another personal favorite 
was one time, uh, this was actually when I was still in school. I was standing next to the elevator and I saw these two guys walking by and I heard one of them say, you know what I do? I talk to people. I find out how they're doing. I find out what's going on in their lives. I take an interest in them. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because I'm sensitive. I'm like your ass. <laughs> that sounds like a conversation I had like last week. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was in Columbia, Missouri, which is a big college town here in our fine state. And my friend and I were walking through the small but cute little downtown part of Columbia. And it was around this time of year. I, I want to say it was November, but it was a very cold day. And one of the things about walking around downtown Columbia on a weekend during the cold, you will see young people, young college students wearing way too little clothes for like 20 oh, degree yeah. weather. Ooh. And I remember seeing a bunch of bros all look like Logan Paul <laughs> on like bird scooters, the electric bird scooters. And they're like talking to each other as they're like riding down like the side street <laughs> as they're passing us. But, all I could ever hear were like the vowels. So it's just like, yeah, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, the fuck is this? No, that's how college students communicate nowadays. Yeah. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, that's, that's, that's apparently yeah. the, the new thing. It's just to go, whoa, and hope your friend understands you. Our first bit of business during the show is to do a bit of a roundup on things that have been happening this week. A certain guy that we're either fans of or hate, I can't tell. I don't know. Am I a fan of this guy? He just looks like a guy who, he looks like a guy who looks like he thinks he's going to get topped off after taking a lady on a first date to Texas Roadhouse. He might, because this is, of course, Cat Turd 2. <laughs> That's him. That's his face. That's his face. And oh so, my God. This is I know. the first time I've seen it. This feels magical to me. So the, the the caption of this photo is, turd stock is about to kick off. There'll be lots of pics. Took my first and last selfie here, LOL. Dressing country, because it's Nashville. And John freaking Rich, say hi to me. So I found out that John Rich has a restaurant slash bar slash club in Nashville called the Redneck Riviera. It's also a whiskey brand. Is it a whiskey brand? Yeah. Okay. I was not aware oh. of this. By the way, the less talented half of Big and Rich uh, is John Rich. And so he decided, I guess with Cat Turd's blessing, to create something called Turdstock 2023. Uh... This feels oh. like a your Kickstarter sucks bit. It really does. Oh. It does, but it's like, real. But it's real. That's like the thing. The brand name. I don't like anything about this. There's no nothing. Nothing yeah. about this is good. Uh, and so, I don't know who all played, but I know that John Rich did a set at Turdstock because there is video. And then the the, the oh. person who posted this was uh, John Dangle at John six four three two. I think the fact that you're performing at something called Turdstock with the less talented half of Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy folks pretty much means you've been canceled for a while. <laughs> so this is, I'm the son of a living god. Uh, I'm a son of God. It's the son of a living god. I can't be canceled. I'm John Rich. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of right. To the degree that nobody is ever really canceled unless they like go to jail. The entire <laughs> right. concept of canceling is fake. You just, I mean, he's he's already done the thing that you do if you like get canceled or whatever. But also, I don't think anyone's really that mad at him. What is he canceled for? Uh, for being a white Christian man. 
he just said domestic terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did, he, did he? Was he at something? I did he do something? <laughs> you know, I don't really know, but I'm assuming so. I assume because he said that that he's uh, <laughs> admitting to something that maybe he shouldn't. Or maybe he's planning something. <laughs> That's the part that gets. Is this me, his uh... way of announcing that he's just bought like a few tons of fertilizer? <laughs> I'm gonna fish what that guy st- uh, started here in Nashville a couple oh, years God. ago. Yeah, on Christmas. Oh boy. Yeah, we never figured out what happened with that. No, we really didn't. Huh. Uh, hmm. Weird. Huh. Probably nothing. It's making gun noises and saying he's a domestic terrorist. <laughs> It's very surreal. I, I, I don't... I should admit, also, like, it, when I started watching the video, I straight up don't know which one of them's which, but that if you told me that was Rich and Young, I would believe you. I just typed in Deal With It song on Google, and the yeah. thing it's showing me looks like some sort of avatar Satan lady <laughs> with big boobs. <laughs> well, okay, I, I thought that was uh, John Rich. Maybe John Rich is on the left. I... I, don't I honestly don't, I don't know. know. I couldn't tell you. I don't know how the Satan Avatar lady fits into this. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Maybe it's her song and he's covering it. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> since we can't figure out what the Satan has to do with it, what let's let's talk about Hitler. Always a polite conversational topic. Uh, I want to learn more about turd stock. <laughs> I'm going to see if there are more videos of turd stock after this. There are. I just I, that was the one where I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" A couple of months ago in Austin, there was a uh, Infowar adjacent award show. <laughs> like it was okay. not entirely clear who some somebody who was associated with Infowars put it on, but it wasn't clear who it was. But also, Alex Jones didn't show up. But also, and like, I, I watched the entire live stream of it, like, from start to finish. Okay. Most of the time, thinking, like, uh, I don't know, I kind of want to fuck with these people, but also, like, this seems too sad. They keep passing out. <laughs> like, five people passed out during the broadcast. From like the the heat, or was it all the all the barbecue they were eating? I don't know. If, I don't know if it was the heat. Like at some point, like one of the MCs heard yelling, "Like, does anybody have Narcan?" Mm. That that seems bad. But I think it was just like somebody pass. passed out from the heat because it was at a shitty venue downtown uh, that I don't think like had their AC on, and it was in the middle of August. Uh, yeah, where here in Texas it gets to be about 110. I was gonna say, yeah, it's a bit toasty there. Yeah. The reason I bring this up being that towards the end of the night, Michael Graves did a set. <laughs> okay. And like for that, like ten minutes, like I, I that was when I really regretted that I didn't go downtown because I I just spent like. The rest of it set just posting on Twitter over and over again. Like, please, somebody who's on Sixth Street, go to this yeah, take venue. Some video. Please, <laughs> please, just go lean your head in and yell, "Play dig up her bones." Mm. <laughs> I wanted that to happen so bad. Nobody took you up on it, huh? No. Damn shame. What was that about Hitler? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so- Nice so transition the, from yeah. Infowars to Hitler. Well, I, I figured, you know, we, we're, we're playing all the hits this week. A screen grab of a post, which has oh since boy. been deleted. Uh, Jacob Unruh. Oh. If there was an election where the only two viable candidates are Hitler and Hitler but 1% less bad, 
you were morally obligated to vote for Hitler, but 1% less bad. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a radical thought here, which is, what if you just don't vote for Hitler? Yeah. That's, what if you just, I, well, I, maybe I don't want... That's where I'm at. Uh, 9% or 99% Hitler. Right. Maybe, Maybe I don't want any of that. Maybe maybe this is a bad argument. Like, because I'm, I'm <laughs> really? sure I'm sure I'm it's a sure bad you, argument. Bad argument. I think this is like uh, kind of goes along. Maybe you've got this lined up for tonight. But yeah. the tweet about like if you were parachuting out of oh yeah that's coming. okay yeah <laughs> the parach. I missed this tweet like entirely. I, I oh, was man. not awake at the right time for this. I just saw the next day the words ninety nine percent Hitler <laughs> popping up over and over again. I'm like just completely did not know where that came from. Right, you're not right gonna now. check that out if you see that trending. You're like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that be. <laughs> yeah. This is just one of those things that I just I don't need to know what's going on here. <laughs> it's not gonna make sense to me. Right, and so uh, someone of course used the North Korean woman who appeared on Joe Rogan. In America, they make you vote for 100% Hitler or 99% Hitler. And if you don't vote for either of them, you actually elect double Hitler. <laughs> you know, it kind of feels right. Kind of feels. <laughs> uh, I, I also like was pretty late to finding out who this lady was and really honestly thought like from that, the picture of her that goes around that it was a photo of a real doll that Joe Rogan had had. <laughs> Like she just looks so fucking waxy. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah she's, she's looking a little moist. shiny. Yeah. Like, Jamie, Jamie uh, posed a real doll. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he's probably done so much DMT. He, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know if you're talking to a real doll or not. Joe Rogan's on another planet every week. I don't know what, you know, what he does. The 99% Hitler thing, just like, there have been iterations of that in almost every election that I've, lived through that i've been aware of i realized barack obama term one was the last time that like the pitch for any any democratic politician wasn't hey the other guy yeah yeah we we kind of but it's yeah it's super driving me nuts now because like the primaries haven't even fucking happened joe biden could die tomorrow it's way too fucking early to be doing this all this shit what is wrong with you that you're contorting yourself into the scenario where you have to justify voting for 99% Hitler now? The election is a year from now. Thank you. Well, yes. I, I think I think yeah. probably because if you're a, a centrist or a, a, a liberal, a, a, a big D liberal, shit a big Democrat liberal, mm-hmm. you're probably like fucking, uh, uh, you know, sweating your, your bullets because, yeah. because <laughs> there's so much evidence against uh, our, our current uh, commander in chief. Boy, it just looks it looks bad. There's no there's no uh no AI rap talking Biden thing that's gonna save this right now. No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, all you can fucking do is just assume the position and wait. I don't Yeah, I mean that's pretty much all we got. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well maybe maybe if Biden doesn't make it, we can get uh Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> Okay. Can we get? Can we at least get a smoke? Would, would show? Kamala stay on the ticket? Uh, I don't know, man. Oh God, Kamala! I forgot. Like, Kam- uh, do we really want? I would feel do so we really bad want, for her. Do we really want your drunk aunt? At, Honestly, at the cookout. Honestly, wouldn't that be so fucked up if, like, if Joe Biden got replaced but she didn't? Yeah, that would be. Like, she doesn't even get to move up. She just like is presumed like she has to be in the number two spot to whoever the fuck shows up. I mean, she's so barred Pete out Buttigieg half the time. somehow moves in front of her. <laughs> oh, Mayo Pete. Mayo Pete, yeah. Who 
can forget Dear Rat Boy? Uh, <laughs> who could forget Rat Boy? Shows up on election night, mascara streaming down her eyes, saying, You guys have stepped past me for the last time. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Pulls a Bud Dwyer, but fucks up somehow. It's a. <laughs> Instead of a revolver, it's just like an old cordless phone from like 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway, probably have I to was t- just imagining accidentally shooting down the lighting tra- trellis and everybody <laughs> but her dies. Oh! Immediately causing an electrical fire. Yeah. Just <laughs> the end of Elizabethtown ass kind of thing where it's just like the whole building's burning and she's trying to give a concession speech. Wait, wait, you know what? <laughs> what, what? What if we got Liz Warren? <laughs> Big inflatable Bailey just melting on the fire. <laughs> Big inflatable Bailey. I fucking forgot. I was just I'm just thinking about having like she has to introduce her husband yeah. to the new house like he's a dog so he can have a beer in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so uh, so glad you're here. Glad you're here. <laughs> it's supposed to be there. It's, it's your house. Your uh, that's that's probably up there with the uh, the diet coke. Oh tweet. yeah, the, the, between those two, yeah, it's, yeah. It's... I'll keep drinking that garbage. <laughs> keep drinking that garbage. Oh, <sighs> all right. What we got next here, Chief? Oh boy. Well, <laughs> I couldn't believe this story was real, but apparently it is. <laughs> all right, you want me to read? I'm sorry. Uh, potato butt plug is the username who who put this out. The IDF has a special sperm retrieval unit to collect the seed of fallen IDF soldiers. And this is quoting from the health ministry. The health ministry has set up a special unit which works 24-7 with the IDF and the four hospitals housing sperm banks to notify families of the option of PSR and set it up as quickly as possible following the death of their son or husband. This is the part where it gets weird. Not Not as though it wasn't weird enough. Sperm must be retrieved within 24 hours after death to increase its chances of viability when it's later unfrozen and used to fertilize an egg. However, experts say PSR can be performed even several days after death when sperm is no longer motile. And this the quote here. We look for and prefer sperm that are moving, but even sperm that is not motile does not mean it is not alive. We know how to make it move after it's unfrozen. <laughs> Said Dr. Yuval Orr, head of the IVF unit at Kaplan. I don't know. Do they have tiny, tiny tweezers that they put (laughs) new new tails on them with? What is going... There's so much... That's the fucking thing with this. Yeah. With the 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 video <laughs> that like is about the woman's husband dying, which like yeah, I, I I I feel like I have to say like even if I I I don't agree with. Israel, like, I don't feel good about anybody's husband no. dying, right, right. but it's just such a weird fucking effort to humanize the war effort to be, like, you know, in, in this desperate moment where, like, the love of your life is gone, we have to harvest his cum! Yeah, I have two hours to get my husband's it's sperm just, sample. You just, like, it just derails the whole thing because you have this, like, fucking weird sci-fi element show up <laughs> yeah. that, like, you can't just drop like that in the middle of the fucking video. Right. It is baffling because yeah. What, the, what happens if the IDF come gets near uh, Hamas come? <laughs> they cancel each other out. It's just not viable. I don't know. I, there's that's yeah. just you gotta be the person like the guy. Now not too much. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just need a little bit. A little bit. Just smidge. Oh, boy. Don't, don't take all of it. I'm guessing it's electrorectal stimulation. They're stimulating the prostate with like a cattle prod or something. And that's. I think that's what I saw. I yeah. don't know. Imagine if, like, in news coverage of 9-11, like, in the <laughs> middle of talking about that, George Bush had casually mentioned one of our hovercraft pilots should have been able to intercept this. <laughs> with no fucking mention of there being hovercrafts before that. Hey, uh, we got we to gotta go down there and get that firefighter jizz. We got, <laughs> we got stuff to do. Fo- folks, we got the last load out. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Accomplished. The banner there. Um, got Riley Reed down there. <laughs> She's doing a great job. American Patriot. That would fucking blow people's minds even more because that was 2001. Which time traveling Riley Reed. Time traveling Riley Reed. <laughs> Who was big at the time? Uh, uh, Alexis Texas. There. Alexis, we got Texas. Alexis Texas. I mean, there's always Lisa Ann. Lisa or, Ann, yeah. She's yeah. been around forever. Uh, <laughs> Lisa oh, no. Ann. We're sticking. We're sticking for this analogy. Like, yeah. In <laughs> Riley terms of, Reed. Like, that's the time to. Ad- Either way, we have time travel. We can't use it to stop 9-11, but we can use it to bring back a porn star from 2023. To send Belladonna out there to get... get (laughs) Jeez. Man, that is is a dated reference. It really is. Oh, boy. Well, this is going to look really dated in a couple years. This is our next bit here uh, from the Twitter expert on fentanyl. Rory, I'm sure you know this gentleman by the name of Ryan Marino, M.D., Oh, I don't know this guy either. No? Okay, well, Ryan Marino has been out there on the front lines combating fentanyl misinformation since day one. He's really, really annoyed at people fucking around with uh, with saying, like, oh, yeah, they're going to put rainbow fentanyl in candy, all that stuff. He'll push back against all those all those reports. So he's cool. Oh, he's saying. very, very cool. I, I like him so much. It's who John Cena follows him. <clears throat> See? <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. If you thought the fentanyl misinformation narratives couldn't get any more unhinged, you would be wrong. And he cropped out a picture from a post that he quote tweeted. It is a dog wearing a fentanyl protection mask. (laughs) It just looks like a muzzle. It's a a fucked up looking. It looks like a, a muzzle. Made out of the same material that people use as like a can koozie. A can go hiking. Yes, thank you. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Like, like, yeah, a- we went to Yellowstone and, uh, <laughs> you know, like. A koozie with a gas mask ca- gasket on it. Yeah, yeah. It's got the gasket so it's you bad. can breathe. Yeah. It's it's bad. Uh, so, yeah, this is apparently a, a real product that does exist for canine units for the police. It's, uh, I, I'm a little bit disappointed this isn't on a pit bull. And, and also, we could say it's a, a, a child protection. Toddler protection. Yeah. Toddler, toddler deterrent. Maybe it was at one point. It could you know, maybe the, this is somebody's the, pivot. They had the pivot, they had the pivot, the marketing. Man, it's I got like, a whole entire warehouse of these. And yeah. They, uh, I gotta, I gotta move units the here, man. are starting to get to them. <laughs> so the next thing is follows because it's another fentanyl, uh, insanity bit here. Uh, Joel Pollock, writing for Breitbart, which, of course, we know is immediately the sign of quality. Scoop! Israel prepares for possible fentanyl-filled rockets from Hamas. <laughs> God, just... Jesus Community Notes, thankfully, is there with the putback. Misleading, there is no known mechanism for distributing fentanyl via rocket that wouldn't instantly vaporize or destroy it as chemical weapons are dispersed via explosive. Ergo... The preparations do not indicate an actual threat capability by 
anyone. <laughs> so obviously this is this is bullshit. And, yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. so much so much Israeli propaganda coming out and just like the last day or two that's like immediately called out as bullshit like the the tunnel beneath the uh <laughs> the hospital which we can poke so many fucking holes in that yeah uh and already have been but the new one was like this this footage from the tunnel was actually from like, like a, sweden like sweet yes <laughs> like a, from what from a, a pump station or something in sweden from like two or three years ago yeah oh, man. yeah it's it's non-stop yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's um it's kind of yeah. wild First of all, I don't think if a fentanyl rocket was w- real, I don't think it would be effective because the Israelis come off as people that wash their hands a lot. <laughs> it seems like the people that have a hard time feeling clean. I'm just thinking there are a bunch of tunnels underneath the university I live near. I could make a lot of money if I talk to the IDF now. You shoot some footage and be like, hey, you guys want to use this? Some some <laughs> sa- Yeah, you're just like eating like some, some Saba. Uh, yeah. And you're, you're using a soda stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here I am. You can see here. Here's some empty baggies. Uh, this is proof of uh, clearly uh, uh, some old I got cans. fentanyl. I got yeah. uh, some knives. Yeah. I found <laughs> I found a copy of Clerks 2 <laughs> on DVD. Not Ooh. even the Blu-ray. Yeah. No good. Thing. No way. Uh, geez. Mm. A Trolls World Tour on oh, VHS. On How VHS. Where did this Ooh. even come from? How is this possible? It's a time traveling Riley <laughs> <Yeah>. Reed. <laughs> time traveling Riley Reed. She wanted to watch her favorite movie. Time traveling Riley Reed, I think, is the best concept we've come up on this show. That and uh, Casey Green when he came on to uh, the, uh, the, the Incredible this... Shrinking Jay Leno. <laughs> I still laugh at that one. It's still. Why are you thinking about it? Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. He's it's, cute, and he's got his all denim. He's wearing his all denim, and he's just kind of like slowly shrinking. Fentanyl rockets, yeah, fentanyl rockets. But but this next one is what even... about femboy rockets? So oh, cool. femboy rockets. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> so this one, courtesy of our friends over at Blue Sky, this is it. The final version of one of the most important sexual technologies of the 21st century, it has the ability to unlock powerful secret knowledge previously hidden by society. This is, of course, the humanoid anthro-alien sex triangle. A list of all the possible pairings of humans, aliens, sci-fi creatures, orcs. Let's see, Shrek is on there. Piggy orcs. Fuckers. Pig girls. Pig girls. 70s Cylons and Transformers down there under the robot fucker superstructure. Bajorans, of course, of Star Trek Voyager. What is a, what is a Bajoran? It's a Star Trek. Uh, uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese, of course, Chuck E. Cheese. Furries. Fox Robin Hood right there at the top of the furry pyramid. Gotta love that. Appliance fuckers on the right, where then, of course, it's his Daleks from Doctor Who. Uh, gargoyles, dragons, the Grinch. All that stuff. If you horny want to see where that Minecraft. horny from Minecraft is in its That's own a, little bubble, yeah. The Pentagon of Shame. The Pentagon of Shame includes Trandoshans. Trandoshans. What is that? I feel like that's a word I'm not allowed also, to say. Also, Shiva Final Fantasy X. <laughs> the summon. That's pretty good. Olorona, that makes sense. I'm down for that. Mothman. That this all checks out. Trandoshans are a, uh, a Star Wars creature. Um, okay. Too late. It's a bipedal. You know, they got all the all that stuff. Peter Jackson orcs are in there. Star Fox <laughs> cast. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Yeah, of course. Oh, those guys. 
Yeah, one of the great staples of sci-fi where it's just like a normal dude, but his head's kind of fucked up. <laughs> got like a, a ridge. Puppet. They've got really hairy eyebrows. Yes. In their culture, they have no concept of two. Oh, they that's go right. from one to three. Trandoshans, yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing, though, in this entire chart is the weird little cube, and it says the Cenobite incursion, and it's somewhere between Juggalos, Clowns, and It. And I was like, okay, I guess Cenobites kind of fall into, like, the goth torture weirdness. <laughs> sure, yeah. And this chart is really not what I thought it was going to be going into it. My first thought immediately was just, is this like one of those maps of how Washington, D.C. looks like a pentagram? Yeah, or like how there's like a FEMA camp under the uh, Denver airport. <laughs> but they're... then I got really excited finding out that the tunnels under D.C. were full, full of uh, piggy orcs before yeah. <laughs> I figured out what this was supposed to be saying. Right. Big yeah. letdown. Cool map, though. And you're like, oh, there's Bajorans down there? It's just one of those things where, like, I stare at this, and the more I see, the more stupid shit. Like, Slenderman's on there. I guess to some people that's sexy. I don't know. Gungans? <laughs> Jar Jar Binks style? Ah. Misa fucking you right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, is that bit? Is that work? Is that work? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. <clears throat> what we got next? Yeah, we're, mov- we're, mov- we're moving on from this. Uh, <laughs> I don't normally post stuff from Reddit, but this one really got me. Reddit's full of magic a lot of very special people on there indeed so this is from our i am the main character which is usually full of videos of people just being stupid in public this is a woman who a couple days ago went a bit viral by having the guy's name kevin tattooed on her forehead well this tiktok a follow-up is her saying i faked it i'm trying to raise awareness of tattoo regret because i regret my tattoos because as you can see She's tattooed from the neck down to her fingertips. There's ways to go about this that aren't this. I don't know. It just feels weird and cheap and manipulative. Yeah, this is nothing compared to the the guy who had the fake tattoo on his forehead and said, I eat shit. And like, guess Caleb. who got kicked out yeah. of Starbucks today? Caleb. Caleb. Caleb Pitts, yeah. Caleb. The, yeah. Guess yeah. what? That's for being, for being white. white. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finds out that the tattoo that he got was not temporary. And he's like, this isn't washing off. <laughs> That's the best follow-up to any joke tweet I've seen. It's like, uh, yeah, so I thought these were temporary. And, uh, and he's sitting there trying to scrub it off. Uh, I don't know how long it lasted, but yeah, poor Caleb. But uh, just this kind of video shit where they're like, I'm trying to raise awareness. Shut up. You just wanted the viral hits and you got them. I'm not even going to say this woman's name because she is not worthy of my attention. Only contempt. Rory, are you a tattoo haver? Oh, man, I guess you can't see me. Uh, no, no, I can't. Oh, yeah, uh, I am, like, mostly covered in tattoos. Sick. Like, even onto my hands. Sick. Uh, my girlfriend is a tattoo artist. Yeah, her work is really good. No, uh, Yeah, it's uh, very easy to be completely covered in tattoos when you know people who do that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm glad that it's fake. Right. I mean, people regretting their tattoos is a thing, but, like, to go to this length, I honestly think, and again, this is just me being cynical, but I think it was like, we're going to do a thing for hits. And then when she got the hits and started getting questioned about it, she's like, oh, fuck, I got to come up with a reason why I actually did this and faked it. Uh, Definitely feels like a a weird post hoc justification, having done something stupid. She really wanted to do a throwback. She could have just got bum fights. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> could have made it much easier for her. Did you guys? Did you guys watch bum fights? I, you know, I only saw the ads on, on I, the. I bought. I bought a copy of bum fights. No, on you bought. Oh, no. Jesus Christ! Dude, I was I was a seventeen oh, no. year old edge lord, and yeah. I bought from I bought from the really weird like local video game store that does not exist. It had like a bunch of Sega Dreamcast kiosks that were completely empty, but not also wanting to sell them. Kind of like one of those things where like there's a thing about locally owned video game stores where there will be stuff that the owner will have out on display, but not for sale just to be like, yes, I have that. Yeah, yeah. that does happen. Yeah, that's so it's weird. very much uh, this weird childish thing. But what I remember is that the the old man child and he by old, I mean, probably like in his early 30s. So younger than I am now. Somebody who seems a million when you're young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feels, yeah. Feels but he was like trying to like hit on like these two like high school age girls that were there Ugh. trying to I forget what they were trying to do but I'm like yeah uh, hey uh, Mr. Pedophile can I buy a yes can I buy your finest copy of Bum Fights here uh, for fifteen dollars yeah geez that wouldn't that be great and then <laughs> me and my friend went home and watched it and we got about like I want to say halfway through it and we we're just like oh this isn't I think I was like the second or third like bum the like Australian bum hunter or something like a guy doing like, Oh, oh crikey, we go get us a bum. And uh, uh. It just, it's just bad, just bad, terrible things. But I think when you're like a 17 year old edge Lord in like 2003, 2004, like, I guess that just was just par for the course. Passes for entertainment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The years directly after nine 11 were just an age of like terrible cruelty. <laughs> For that scene, yeah, it was like bacchanalia. We just kind of, oh. yeah, we just kind of went fucking ham. I don't know, smooth brains, smooth brains at that time, and I think the smooth brain thing has continued. Up next is a. <laughs> I don't usually try to give these people attention, but this is pretty fucking funny. Donald Trump Jr. posting here. I know you're not allowed to use the R word. That was a big part of our vernacular growing up. Push pause. Uh, how many times did his dad say the R word in his presence? But uh, as a, if you're if you're my age, there has to be exceptions, right? Because this is, and then he does the cartoonist thing, or he replaces fucking with How much do the Democrats hate the world? Do they ever learn? Caitlyn Jenner, the first response. I'll say it. Retarded. All caps. <laughs> <laughs> Retarded, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Black eyed peas all over again. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when I found out, when I found out it was, it was let's get re in here, and I heard that version for the first time, it really, you know, I understand what what Nick Nolan goes through every single time when he finds something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is this is like finding a new treasure of just absurdity. And well, I had the CD before they changed it because I was a Black Eyed Peas fan from before that record, and like, I bought that because I was like, oh yeah, I'm very excited. It's fucking whatever. And I got it, and like, let's get rid. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening? I couldn't believe it. And then they changed it, and I'm like, oh, I still have the, yeah. <laughs> I still have the the old version. Well, there's a, a Jay Retard song where he says, re and I'm like, oh, well, he's dead. We can't cancel. Yeah, him. we can't. We can't cancel. Plus, he named himself that, so it's yeah, kinda like, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Retarded. Retarded. <laughs> Retarded. <laughs> Thank you. Rory, I'm going to ask you a question here. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you're skydiving with a Christian baby. 
Suddenly, the baby tells you he won't open his parachute until you renounce atheism and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. What would you do? Scream that a baby is talking to me? Right. Why is this baby talking? Just scream inarticulate horror because I'm fucking terrified of skydiving and I would never be in a fucking situation where that's happening? Right. I'm with you on that, yeah. At that point, assuming that somebody has convinced me to do to conquer my fears, I, I'm barely holding it, holding it together as I descend from the sky. And, and, and then I, I I wouldn't go skydiving with a baby to begin with, right? If, <laughs> if I'm doing this, and so the baby is just like falling next to me in tandem on its own. I'm losing my fucking mind at that point. That is the point where like the thin skin over the world has just been peeled back and I'm staring at a giant eye <laughs> and I'm losing my fucking mind. If I get down to the ground and, and survive, it is just pure luck. I, that is the point where I'm institutionalized. That is a, a HP Lovecraft story happening to me. Yes, yes, yes. The skydiving. So I definitely do believe at that point that there is a god, but his name has dozens of consonants in it and no vowels. <laughs> Yeah, so this was a question posed on Quora, and someone on Blue Sky picked this up, and uh, their response to this was, given the very specific circumstances, I'd either check to see if I'm on drugs, or if the baby is on drugs, and if the latter, find out where I could get some, because clearly these are some good drugs. <laughs> that is uh, Ned Ragged on Blue Sky. Oh, boy. And Blue Sky blew up with the Christian skydiving baby. You know, uh, Jake... I punch Nazis. What if the skydiving Christian baby just has bad vibes? <laughs> Jason O'Gilbert, for sale baby shoes worn once while skydiving with an atheist. Uh, atheists, imagine you and a Christian baby are at a research station in Antarctica, and you figure out that an organism able to perfectly imitate Christian babies is hunting you down. The Christian baby tells you that if you renounce atheism, he'll hand over the flamethrower. Do you trust the baby? <laughs> Ooh, that's no. a tough one. The baby's a thing. That's that's clearly the thing in baby form. I'm sorry. There's no, there's no way. There's no way. I'm McMurdy in this situation, and I'm not giving the baby the flamethrower. I'm sorry. What if, what if the baby is Wolford Brimley? Mm. It's a Wolford Brimley baby. Mm. Wilford Brimley baby. Morty, not... Morty, what if I told you the baby? <laughs> <laughs> just the talking baby talking about atheism. Just, I don't know. It's weird. Rory, were you in this situation with the, the, the plot of the thing happening and the baby says, uh, renounce your atheism and I'll give you the flamethrower? What are you, what do you, who are you throwing in with? I've completely lost my mind at this point. The baby is doing whatever it wants to me. I'm saying whatever it wants to get it to go it's away. Like, yes, baby. Sure. I, I am I am screaming as loud as I can that I accept Jesus as long as Jesus will put me back on the ground right now and the baby will never speak to me again. Something has happened that fundamentally violates my conception of reality. I, I'm doing whatever I can to make it stop. <laughs> I am trying to whip myself with the paracord, yeah. uh, trying to break the flesh on my back, anything to make the nightmare of this of this baby go away. Fair enough. Uh, so apparently, this according to Pete Gummerson, there is a whole bunch of these Christian baby hypotheticals on Quora. Not sure if it's the same baby every time. Here's the new prompt. Atheists, imagine you're a famous baseball player and are about to hit the winning strike, which is not, okay. Accidentally, the thrower, again, that's not the word, tosses a Christian baby at you. Would you still hit the baby out of the stadium and win millions 
or sacrifice the Christian baby. I'm absolutely destroying that baby. Oh, yeah. That baby's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do I know that it's a Christian baby? I'm guessing he's got a cross on his neck. Pointing to, I'm pointing to the stands. Yeah, you're calling it out like Babe Ruth. You're like, fuck, this baby's gone, honey. And also, that baby's not regulation size, so there's no, you know, you can't hit that baby out of the park. Unless you're Mark McGuire. You know it's a Christian baby. Is, the, is this baby talking too? Is it wearing a cross? Does it have a shirt on that says, I love Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Savior. I'm assuming there has to be some sort of signifier. Yeah, I don't know. Would the person who, who, would, who would not hit a Christian baby hit like a Sikh baby or a Jewish baby or a Muslim baby? Is it a Scientologist baby? Well, I don't know. What what for, uh, does it matter if it's like Baptist? It's the thing that I'm supposed to be persuaded by the the baby's belief in Christ, or the fact that there is a baby that has materialized in front of me in the middle of my game. I, I don't know. I really don't know what the point of the question is because honestly, it just feels so fucking weird. It's just it's it's one of those things where they're trying to do a gotcha, but it ain't happening. There's no gotcha to have. There's like this. There's no reality in which this is happening to begin with it's like the sperm retrieval thing where you've just like <laughs> skipped past this important detail and brought it up way too late in the story regarding the baseball baby here's uh jane ost on blue sky you better believe i'm sending christian baby to the third deck in left field gonna be one hell of a stat cast replay of me blasting christian baby to the 482 feet then doing the most disrespectful bat flip imaginable <laughs> What if the Christian baby wants to get hit by the bat? What if the Christian baby is the Christ child and it is your responsibility to hit it in order to wash wash its blood on all of humanity to save them from their own sins? Okay, I got one. So Jesus was a baby. Could you crucify a baby Jesus? Knowing that otherwise all of humanity would be doomed for all eternity. I think crucifixion is kind of wasted on a baby, but sure. I mean, I guess I could. I, I, don't, I don't think a baby has the, the rigid internal bone structure for crucifixion. No. To technically work. No. Baby. Or the rigid morality to conceive of sin as, as something. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think babies have much more nuanced understanding of, of human morality. Entirely possible, but they grow up, so who the hell knows? We must go back in time and murder baby Jesus before he can prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> to prove a very important point, we are not sure what, but we know it's very important. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm gonna just imagining Jesus on the cross saying, All right, well, this is my social experiment. All right, you can let me down now. It was all a prank, bro. I don't know. I like. Is it a Baptist baby? Is it uh, a Seventh Day, uh, whatever they are? Is if it's a Methodist baby, I might hit it. If it's a primitive Baptist baby, no. Uh, let's go through all Quaker baby. How do you feel about that? I don't think I hit a Quaker baby. I don't think a Quaker's ever done anything right. against me. Calvinist baby. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I'm. I'm fucking. I am doing the bat flip on the Calvinist baby. The Calvinist baby has determined that it's supposed to be here at this exact point in time, and this is what the Lord wants for it. The Lord wants it to be fucking knocked out of the park. You don't hit the Calvinist baby. You are denying it, what God's plan for it. 
Lutheran baby. Would you the Lutheran baby? Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I think I would. Yeah, specifically the Lutheran baby. I don't know. I specifically the Lutheran baby. I would absolutely destroy the Lutheran baby. Uh, Episcopalian baby. Oh, no. We're gonna be here all night if we're doing this. <laughs> I, I think. I don't think I would swing on Episcopalian baby. All right, last one then. Catholic baby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, obliterate it. No question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just. I'd even bunt it. <laughs> just, to, just to disrespect. I'd bunt it and do a very showy trot to very, down the, yeah, down the you, line. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I forgot that that was a Quora thing and not like just some blue check because I was going to be like, <laughs> yeah, just, well, blue check's point, posting something like that because they want the engagement so they can right, get the money. Right. Because I'm thinking like, it's such a stupid question. And then to qualify it, just, it, you, yeah. then you're bringing legitimacy because it's like being asked like, uh, would you jerk off in front of a kid if it meant that the kids got to go to heaven? And then you're asking, like, well, do I have to bust? Right. <laughs> or, like, last week when we talked about, like, oh, well, the 13-year-old is dying, and you want to get him a prostitute so he doesn't die a virgin, but do you get him a child prostitute? Like, I don't want to fucking answer this question. What is going on here? All right, Jason. Rory, are we ready for Crypto Scam of the Week? You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crypto I'm Scam ready. Of the I'm week. ready for whatever it is. I, terrible things I, happening I to terrible shit. people. Uh, Brian, are you familiar with Raft? I am not familiar with Raft. Raft is uh, one of many of these, what they call stable coins. And you've explained this to me, and now I, I get it. A stable coin's whole idea is that it's a cryptocurrency pegged to a another currency that's supposed to keep value with a dollar. So one coin is a dollar, right? That's at least the general idea. I don't know if it's specifically a dollar in this case. Well, yeah, I think all because the dollar is the, the world reserve standard or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So, yeah, it's, they're almost always pegged to a dollar. I've never seen one pegged to like a, a euro or anything like that. Okay. So this concerns a DeFi, short for Decentralized Finance Platform, called Raft. They were hacked this past Friday, but the hacker themselves may have fucked up the hack. That's what makes this uniquely funny. The attacker drained 1,577 ETH from Raft, then sent 1,570 to a burn address destroying most of the stolen assets and leaving only 70th for themselves. Which so they is destroyed $50 million. They just of, completely of money, wiped out all of that value. Uh, value. To get like then, 50 grand. And then lost four ETH after all was said and done, after like liquidity and uh, slippage and all that. True, yeah, yeah, gas fees. <laughs> and so they ended up being about $8,000 down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this post here, uh, uh, OXNGMI, hacker pulled 18 ETH from Tornado Cash to fund the transaction, hacked a total of 1,577, burned 1,570, and sent the remaining seven to themselves. After fees, they're left with 14. Total profit, negative four ETH. MF might go to jail to lose for <laughs> that's amazing I, you gotta be a special kind of dumb to fuck up that bad like it feels like there's no other way to think about this but like it's, it was like three million usd Jesus at that time. right was it three million usd i believe so Let's yeah 
I believe the headline did say per CoinDesk, three point three million for some reason. Yeah, it says uh, RAF lost some three point three million in ether. Oh, okay. Yeah, three mil, and you got away with like negative ten grand or something. Just like stupid money. All I can think of is for a while during the the height of the NFT craze, somebody in Austin, because you know, uh, after Joe Rogan moved here and. Uh, that stuff uh a bunch of like everybody who was too right wing for silicon valley moved here everybody who like couldn't maintain the illusion <laughs> that like somehow uh their absolute hatred for unhoused people still constituted as progressive moved here and there was just like some fucking guy putting up billboards all around town that said stuff like this is actually an nft of the billboard uh, Cryptocurrency oh. is a, a silent revolution hidden in plain sight. Oh, boy. All of them sucked and made no sense, but one of them, the one that I can't fucking stop thinking about anytime I see shit like this, was one that was over a Taco Cabana uh, near near UT that just said, your bank account should be secured by more than your mother's maiden name. <laughs> and then you could lose $50 million. Yeah, uh, Austin sounds really insufferable yeah i feel really bad for people that have been living there for five ten years and you know stuck through when it was just like a hidden gem to like okay people are finding out about it to like this thing that has to be really exhausting for for the the quote-unquote natives more than half my life at this point jesus man Man, so you've been you've been through the whole cycle yeah I'm actually really excited right now because uh, do you ever hear about the the Intel shell? Vaguely familiar with it, but but uh, break it down for, okay. for the audience. For, for the listeners, for those unaware, uh, during the the first dot com bubble, late '90s, early 2000s, when the idea of a website that just sells pet stuff was seemed like a good idea, Intel decided to put a lot of money into uh, building a new headquarters in Austin. It was right downtown, like right in the middle of downtown. And then the dot-com bubble burst, and they just left it there. This half-finished, like, slab of concrete and exposed rebar that just sat there for eight years untouched. Jesus. They finally, like, got rid of it, and I I was opposed to that because I think that it should have remained there as a uh, reminder of what these people do to any place that they go. Yeah. But right now, uh, downtown, there's what, what is supposed to be a giant mega tower going in in this neighborhood that used to be like like a decade ago was like yeah, there were a couple bars there but there were still people who lived there there was a cool bare leather bar called the chain drive that used to do like industrial yeah. nights and stuff like that it was a sick place that that place no longer exists and where it was a giant mega tower is supposed to be going in hypothetically the tallest building in the state of texas but what I haven't seen mentioned in news coverage of it as much recently as when they started building it is that allegedly the entire project is supposed to be being underwritten by SoftBank and WeWork. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think that tower is getting finished. I think yeah. we're ha- going to have a new Intel shell <laughs> A new FTX tower coming up, coming soon. <laughs> just, Jesus Christ. Oh boy, crypto.com tower. Yeah, just, I'm uh, hoping so much. I just want I just want there to be a giant pile of industrial waste in the city. <laughs> it just it needs to be there to keep people humble. Oh uh, yeah, we've got like a creek 
yeah. that has been poisoning people for decades oh, yeah. because of nuclear waste from Malincrot, who helped create some nuclear material uh, for the Manhattan Project. They didn't properly dispose of it. Yep. It's a creek that I've lived by in one way or another my whole entire life until Uh-oh. very recently. <laughs> yeah. And it's really cool. You can see like, these graphs of like the, the cancer rates, mm-hmm. and they all follow... Coldwater Creek and mm. like uh, Westlake landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a documentary on HBO about it. It's really, it's really great. Mm. That's our industrial waste. Thing. Yeah, I was gonna say we turned our our industrial waste into a playground. There's that former shoe company called uh, City Museum now, downtown St. Louis, where they took an abandoned shoe factory and set a bunch of artists on it with a bunch of concrete and turned it into like a kids museum. So that that's at least more enjoyable than just like a bunch of rebar sticking out of the ground. I mean, there's, there's rebar. It's It's what we deserve though. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I've never been to Austin, so I can't really say like, yeah, you you totally deserve this thing. If you ever want to visit, there is exactly one month out of the year where it's a good idea. And that is April. Oh, that's when I was there. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. March, South by Southwest. April, nice. From May to September, it's too fucking hot. September also, that's when new students show up and all the roads become undrivable for a month. October, ACL, not good to be there. All the roads suck. November to February, uh, it's either five degrees and all the roads are shut down because we have one snowplow or it's (laughs) 70 degrees. And it, it's just on a day-to-day basis, and you can't really prepare for it. But a- April, if you want to visit Austin in April, great. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, because the last time I was there, I was visiting family. We we drove from Dallas down to Fort Worth, and then Fort Worth over to Austin, Austin to Houston, and then back. Houston to St. Louis is a nightmare. Trying to drive that was just... I've, I've driven St. Louis to DFW before, and that was rough. One of your natural spots to get gas is like Joplin, Missouri. Oh, yeah. And I have never not stopped for gas in Joplin, Missouri and not seen someone with a white power tattoo at the <laughs> gas station. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I, I remember the first time there was a shirtless dude. He had a bunch of like really shitty like 1980s style dragons. Oh, boy. And then like in just like a normal font, like a normal like sans serif font, it just said white power. Oh. And then I saw a guy like a really cool dude at first. Uh, yeah, like exactly. Fuck, I mean, it's 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 south it's southwestern Missouri, so it's the cool guy thing is a real roll of the dice. Yeah. But then on the way back, and then my grandfather also just died, so it was like all of that and like stopping and like putting gas on my mom's truck, and then seeing someone with like a screwdriver tattoo. I'm like, uh. I'm like, first of all, it's like it's like why uh when I used to be a photojournalist and I covered a. A white power of neo-Nazi group was had a rally in downtown St. Louis, and the counter protesters came out because it was right after Mike Brown and all that, and like saw a dude on on the Nazi side that had like an anti-sharps button. And I'm never <laughs> going to hand it. I'm never going to hand it to a neo-Nazi for anything in this life. But I was like, but if there was a moment, I was like, you know what? Good reference. Yeah, I like guess. who? Like like you're the one dude in Missouri that still remembers what a sharp is at this one point in time. <laughs> Like, Jesus. I don't know. I keep thinking about becoming a sharp just because I'm going bald and uh, all, I have Sick. too much 
punk coated clothing so I, I would immediately look like a skinhead at that point so like i kind of feel like I, I backed into a corner where i have to start saying i'm a sharp <laughs> yeah you just get like a uh, like a bomber jacket yeah and just just make sure don't put red laces on yep <laughs> either that or never take off a hat again Oh, I've I've done a few. Just get of those the whole Kogan haircut and just never take my hat off. Wear like a newsy cap. <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to do like Peaky Blinders cosplay every yeah. day. Yeah, you could be a Peaky Blinders guy. I think being a sharp would be easier. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Well, Rory, we brought you onto the show to talk about the fact that you're a cartoonist, and th- this week's main topic is a website where anyone could be a cartoonist. And yes, I mean anyone. It was called Strip Creator, released in 2001 by the eponymous Brad, creator of the band Brad Sucks. This officially went online January 6, 2001. Uh, It is not available online right now because there's some database error and it just wiped out the entire site. Oh, awesome. Hello from the future. As of the release of this episode, November 22nd, StripCreator.com is now back online. We now resume the Strip Creator episode already in progress. Wayback Machine version of it still seems to work for me. It really does, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very happy about that because, yeah, it is built entirely in PHP, which at the time was the new hotness if you wanted to build yep. some sort of interactive website. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the way to do it. This is pre-Patreon, so you would have to donate to get a lot of the full features of the site. Things like editing or deleting existing comics, uh, not having ads, things like being able to put comics into uh, sets, voting on other comics, editing comments on the forum. That was kind of an odd choice. Mm. Like, okay, that's that's locked behind donors. Um, your comics get posted on the front page. Uh, avatars, which again... Uh, that that feels very like Brad was a something awful guy. Like it feels like it's like goon behavior. Like yeah, I'm gonna charge you uh, for yeah. for avatars. <laughs> That's worse prices though than something awful. You can edit posts for like with a basic membership on something awful. Yes, it's it's the avatar. That's less changes. good value for money. Yeah, but no ads. You have to usually buy a platinum for that on something awful. So no ads. That's a big one. Um, and also getting your comics on the front page. That was a big thing. I just want to know if there's anybody who like actually started a career off of this. Like in what world does it really matter that you managed to like pay to get your templated comic with Penny Arcade guy onto the front page of this website? Yeah, I don't know. I, I any of those people that I used to follow on there, I I wouldn't know where they wound up. So yeah, you mentioned Penny Arcade. The website features art from a bunch of comics that were a big deal at the time. You had Penny Arcade, Diesel Sweeties, which is still running. Same with Penny Arcade. Uh, Exploding Dog, Jerk City, again, still running. KO Fight Club, When I Grow Up, Chopping Block, which had a a nice couple of printed versions but never really went beyond a couple years. Three Reasons and Goats. I don't know very much about those particular web comics, but they had some big names. And the fact that Penny Arcade agreed to let them have their main characters as avatars for some of the most unhinged humor was also very bizarre because as is the case with anything user generated, it's mostly crap. Rory, you mentioned that you'd seen this before, like you'd kind of seen the template before. Where had you seen that? 
I think just on message boards, when you mentioned this to me initially, I, I said I had no idea what it was, but the second that I saw one of these strips, it was just one of those things where I just remembered something from like 20 years ago when I was 11 that I, I, I would just see these strips and have no idea where they came from. The internet is still vast enough that there are still dozens of niche communities from the same time that like... I've been online since I I want to say I was seven Mm -hmm. because my my stepfather was a computer programmer. But like I never saw a stick death cartoon until like a year ago. Right. That's like such a huge touchstone to some people. And it was just something that completely passed me by. I would just see these things as like an artifact of seemingly a different world every now and again but this is the first time i've been aware of where they came from it's such a weird time and place because again january 2001 it was this kind of now uh, brad from brad sucks had been instrumental in doing something else that was kind of interesting and collaborative on the internet and which we'll probably do in a future episode called song fight song fight's whole premise was that you have a song title and that you and your band have a week to create a full song based on that title alone, and then they would put it up for a vote. People would submit dozens of songs every week, and then other people would vote on it. And that is what launched the career of people like MC Frontalot. Frontalot was a, yeah, Frontalot was a song fight regular. He was constantly on there. And a bunch of the songs on his first album, Nerdcore Hip Hop, came directly from song fight songs and they're just kind of like reworked versions that wound up on that record so brad had kind of his finger on the pulse of like okay you know the internet is this interactive place we're going to do a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff where user input is is huge what about comics and then it just kind of happened it was just because i was a member at the time and i did actually donate uh because that was what you did it and because I wanted my comics on the front page, and I, it's just, but my comics were bad. Like I've I've pulled up some mm-hmm. of the archived ones, and I'm just like, I thought for sure I was gonna have a big hit on my hands with a with a web comic series that I called Orange Soda. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. Oh, Orange Soda. That was gonna be my thing. Orange Soda. Orange Soda. I think that idea has legs. Yeah, I think so. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, <laughs> that's about. 12 years too late but one of the comics that i made was just like christine o'donnell for senate and then a a, a blank you know one where it was just like a static and it's just like that's the joke i was doing that's the joke jokes in 2010 so not great so you're an innovator is what you're saying you kind of you're a pioneer I'm a, you're i'm a human, human being and i'm coming yeah so, so, <laughs> you're full blood you're coming wow yeah this, so this was my contribution to strip creator amazing was... at least you weren't using like that's what she said yeah or, i may have i or, may or have so that thing. happened yeah i think i did a he's right behind me isn't he <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ i know like one I said, by one i'm not penguin steal your sanity yeah like i said I, I, it was it was terrible uh, but so was everyone else on the site. That's what yeah. I think I have to I have to console myself with. Is yeah, like, well, I mean that's that's usually one of the the great things about this sort of stuff is that there's like five people that end up being really great with it, and then everyone else is just kind of. I think the the quote dog boner trying to jam the same turd into the same toilet. Right. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Here's a guy. He is an evil genius. Dot com. His comic. 
Hello, I'm a Japanese telephone box. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and then two Gabes from Penny Arcade on a bench. I'm thinking, shut the fuck up. And then a trippy background with a cowboy. I've got a sandwich in my pants and I'm not afraid to shower in my boxers. And then a priest going, help, I'm being raped. That was the that was the yeah, joke. That was the level of humor we're dealing yeah. with. Yeah, not great. That's that's 2005, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No, no. It's just weird. Penny Arcade was not even funny back then. That's fair. I remember thinking it was real funny back then because I was 15. Uh, PlayStation fair. Three doesn't have any games. It's uh, Xbox is really big. The the Xbox is huge. I, honestly, I'm thinking back to it. I've think i just kind of fell into the dilbert trap again because like i read dilbert as a child and i thought it was really funny even though like i'd never been to an office and then in the 2000s i read penny arcade despite the fact that like i did not own any video game consoles (laughs) oh wow so it was like no context i did not play video games i had no idea what they were talking about but i thought this was cool (laughs) because this is what people talk about right i also read dilbert as a child and my mom she's been a computer programmer basically her whole entire adult life and i remember going to like bring your child to work day and um it was actually really subversive like in 2000 and like 1999 to have like a dilbert comic on your cubicle wall like that was like stuff where like hr might talk to you about which is so weird to comprehend now that like yeah, uh, this uh, this panel about uh, reports, this three panel comic about reports, um, it's making uh, making people uncomfortable. Yeah, because I feel like HR people nowadays they would be the ones posting that Dilbert comic to the Slack for everyone. Oh to be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, aren't the engineers dumb? <laughs> My favorite reaction to a comic is huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love to feel that way. Looking at this, uh, <laughs> looking at the example strip that that they made. Uh-huh. What immediately becomes clear to me is I think like the specific way that I, I think that the the reason why it looks like this is like specifically as a result of how the tool itself works. Yeah. Like I tried to use the tool earlier and all I could think to put into it. And I am somebody who, uh, for people who don't know who are listening to this and maybe missed that I, I it was said at the beginning, I'm a cartoonist. I write and draw a new strip five days a week. That is like a specific thing. So like I, I I have like a process that I go through when I'm making stuff. I write jokes like pretty regularly. When I sat down to write the, to like try to use the, the the tool, all I could think of to put in was just I'm in a hell of my own creation. <laughs> I just typed that out and then just buzz, 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 buzz. Oh no, because it, it's not when you come up with like an idea for a gag, like uh. You know, what if what if a, a chicken could hatch anything that it sat on, like an egg? Yes. Then you think through that. Then you think about, like, what happens from that. Mm-hmm. When you are presented with, like, this work where, like, most of the work is already done, You all you can think, it's like going to an open mic comedy show without having written down anything, and suddenly you're in front of the microphone, and all you can think is, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. What, did I, what do I do? I need to come up with something right now. Uh... uh ham tuesday yeah. fuck you <laughs> yeah and then you just keep doing that and then like because that's what everybody else is doing you start to think oh this makes sense this is coherent this is going to lead to something 
but you're just you're just like bleeding out these weird thoughts that you have because you're panicking <laughs> because this is such an alien way to create anything. And that is what wound up being kind of the de rigueur style on the site. Every front page thing that wound up being up there was like, here's the one from the archive, from the the, the Internet Archive. Policeman on the left, you you want to explain to me why you caused a massive accident and then a squirrel on the right, which was another weird clip art thing. Well, I leaned over to fondle the 11-year-old male prostitute I was ferrying about and my gun fell out of my pocket. Like, all right. A, a, a squirrel had a gun yep. and a, a, a was doing child sex trafficking. And that was the joke. All you can think of in that moment is just like, oh, I might as well just say something that sounds fucked up because that sticks out to people. Very monkey cheese. Uh, monkey <laughs> fucking cheese. And the squirrel actually also is from a, a different attempt at making a templated comic for, that intersects with this. Uh, for a while, Penny Arcade had one called The Bench. Yes. Where they just like had all these these assets, all of which are, are in Strip Creator, mm-hmm. where like their idea was, well, we've got the black-haired one, and he's talking to a squirrel, and you can do whatever. And it it had the same end result. Yeah. Race to the bottom. <laughs> what else? I don't know how else to put it. Because every time you would go on there, there would be another like monkey cheese. Oh, there's uh, oh I'm on drugs. Uh, joke. Oh no, my boat of a hundred ninjas crashed into a boat of a hundred pirates. I wonder which <laughs> one. I wonder if the pirates will defeat the ninjas or vice versa. Or Chuck I, Norris. I hope my monkey day. butler is going to be okay. It's fascinating to me to want to put this much energy into trying to do something like this when like. In the time it takes you to come up with like the right way to pose these weird looking guys, you could just like draw a comic. Yeah. You don't have to people will go so fucking far out of their way to not just draw a comic. I get DMs constantly from people asking like, How do I how do I get an audience for my comics and then they like don't draw anything more than like once a month people are like currently like on reddit uh r slash comics like ai stuff is starting to show up that like is borderline incomprehensible in the same way because people like really want to be web cartoonists for some fucking re- it's not a good job you can't really <laughs> make money as a web cartoonist but people are like just convinced like i'm going to do this but also i have no interest in like actually doing any of the work associated with it which is just so fucking weird to me because like there are multiple really successful web comics that are just stick figures yeah 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 and there were back then too like fuck uh Dinosaur comics. I was just thinking. Yes, yes, yes. That was already big then. You could fucking do that in the time that you you spent, like, just dicking around with cowboy guy and a squirrel. Yeah. Just as far back thing, like, all the stuff that, like, Drew Toothpaste did, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, he's he's great, and people love his work because it's it's a fucking thing that he made. Yeah. It's a specific thing. He has kind of a rhythm, kind of a a formula to it and it's it's been pretty successful but yeah it's i mean so many things like people used to ask me like you know how you become a music photographer and like first of all don't like you don't like i do it because i've got some sort of brain imbalance 
And like, if you're like a normal ass person, like you shouldn't do it because you're just going like, it's a lot of hard work for sometimes no respect or like no money. And your time is really spent best elsewhere. If you have the opportunity. And I know lots of people that are really talented, like doing posters and stuff like that, that don't do it anymore. That just because like, you know, no point in keeping all of my, my silk screen stuff when I could sell it and make more than I do in like a year of doing show posters and stuff like that. I mean, you can look right up here where we are in the chalet and you can see all my printmaking stuff that's laid untouched for years. And for that very same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I did that for a while too. And I would get these emails from, you know, former bandmates or from whoever. Yeah. I need a t-shirt that says this. I'm like, okay, you know, like, okay, how much are you going to pay me? Well, I'll I'll cover the cost of the shirt and the ink. I'm like, well, that's fucking nothing. So, you know, that's a three-hour thing for one shirt. What Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? People want the shortcut. Well, the shortcut was strip creator, and everything sucked. Yeah. <laughs> everything sucked. I will even say, my comics that I made on strip creator sucked. I can say that now with the clarity of time. At the time, I was like, ha, 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 I'm doing a thing. Ha, 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 there's some charm to it though honestly I, I, I was just pretty harsh but i think there's something charming to the format of it but it's not so if, if you just like if it's something that you like doing it, it's fun but like it's not going to turn into anything unless there's an mc front a lot of strip creators not that i'm aware of no i i don't know anyone that parlayed that into any kind of cartooning career because, I mean, the people that were on there were already big names. You know, Diesel Sweeties, you know, Richard Stevens and Gabe Stuff from Penny Arcade. And, like, I don't know what happened to the Exploding Dog guy, but he was a big deal for a while. And I'm trying to think of what Goats. I don't even remember who that was. I just, oh, my God. Yeah. I just went back went back to the tool, and the, the, the default that it gives me is these two horrifying-looking yes. girls. Yes. It's very uncomfortable to look at. Yes. It's, it's a precursor to the Big Mouth. <laughs> oh uh, it's, god it's, it's, yeah uh, it's uh it's the 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 one maybe that's like, it maybe that's who uh little sister two fucking demon children <laughs> yeah asian girl one and asian girl two from the three reasons uh set is the default and a lot of people would just there's three reasons i have no idea it's that i've started searching for that looking for some background for this episode Nothing. I got like there's just, just completely wiped away. The, a lot of this stuff is, with the exception of like Penny Arcade and Diesel Sweeties, most of these comics have gone way by the wayside. Like you would never. Yeah, I haven't even fucking thought about Diesel Sweeties in like a decade. He's still putting comics out every couple days. He's committed to the pixel art. He's just doing it. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. That rocks. <laughs> I. Uh, that just makes me remember, though, like when I found out that the Sinfest guy was like oh. become had become a turf. My first thought was, I had no fucking clue that guy was still going. Yeah, it was astonishing that there had been like twenty years of Sinfest that I'd completely missed, during which time he just completely fucking lost his mind. Looking back at those strips now, I kind of have to wonder if he had it to begin with. But yeah, you're right. There, there's definitely been a weird careening off the cliff into turf land it's ugh. reading sinfest now yeah i just looked at the most recent sinfest oh, and no. he's, he's yelling about zog oh <laughs> yeah yeah that's the uh the the superman riff that he's doing 
Yeah, beware of Zog. Oh boy. Whew. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he's uh <laughs> oh, boy. figured out the wrong reason to be upset about the Israeli Palestinian situation. <laughs> he generally finds the worst take and just runs with it for weeks. Yeah, that's that's I'm trying to remember why he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I would be curious about that as well. I forgot about Sinfest, but this feels like the very like early aughts, uh, like Stones Toss or something. Oh God, Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that guy's alive. The Stones. Oh, Stone Toss yeah. guy. Oh yeah, he's still making. Oh, comments. I thought he died. Did people think he was dead? I thought he was dead. I, well, I thought Wishful he was dead. Probably because Smorky was dead. Smork, yeah. Smorky died wearing a diaper. I don't know. I had a riff. He died being weird and upsetting. Died as he lived. Would you accept Christ from a skydiving baby if it meant that Stone Toss would die? Ooh. You know what? It's a baby. They don't remember anything. So sure. Yeah, I'm going to say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it was just Mr. Mister Sinfest did a, a Shawshank Redemption parody with Donald Trump breaking out of prison. And I just said, I think it's stupid that you drew Donald Trump lifting weights. <laughs> And that's all it and took. And he blocked yeah, me for that. That's all it took. Yeah. Boy, these uh, these Gaza Sinfest comics are... Yeah. He really thinks the IDF is like the bee's knees. <laughs> oh. All right, you ready for a gross photo? And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Rory, you ready for something? Yeah. So I mentioned this on last week's episode, but there is a group of folks out there called shocksites.net. And their whole deal is that they're bringing back the classics. Oh, they're playing the hits. They made a new site for Tub Girl. They made a new site for the Goat. See, they made a new site for the two girls in the one cup and et cetera. So they're bringing back some real gems. This one, no exception. Two guys, one Swing, Brian. Do you remember this one? Because this is this an old one. I've never heard of this one. I don't know if it's necessarily old, but it's more recent. Uh, right now it is saying if you're under eight, under the age of eighteen, please leave now. And I, I, it's not showing it. I have to press play. Okay. Do you want me to like? Yep. Let's go ahead. Do you want me to go on a certain point, or do you want me to just go for it? Rip off the bandit right now. Oh! Oh no! Oh no! Okay. Oh no! Oh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow music like really makes paper it. Towels. I was a little concerned at first because I thought that the guy like had his, his foot. Yeah, in the there. entire foot. Yeah, that would have been difficult. It was. It was kind of a nice reveal uh, when I found <laughs> out that he's got a stump because that physiology of doing that makes a lot more sense to me now. I wish there was the actual audio. So we hear the sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> Of it popping in and well, out of the... The guy um, moaning isn't enough. You got to hear the pop, huh? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, for those of you uh, for those of you not playing along at home or for those of you who are at work, we're going to go ahead and describe it to you now, so make sure you put your headphones on. Uh, <laughs> it is a gentleman uh, in a sex swing uh, with his, uh, his... His balls are all nice and tight. Uh, he's got his uh, feet up in a... Chained together, stirrups. Well, it's they're they they're bound together, and his his feet are in the air. His ass is out, and there's another gentleman who is an amputee, penetrating his anus with the stump. 
And I, I, I at first, at first, it appears that it is a man with his his leg yeah. up to his knee in this man's anus. Way and up then, there. and in a reveal worthy of M Night Shyamalan <laughs> or uh, Christopher Nolan, it, it we discover. No, no, no! This man's missing most of his leg. <laughs> it's such a great reveal. And I have to illustrate for the people at home that the, the, the man on his back on the sex swing kind of looks like a little bit like Rob Halford, just to give a little bit of imagery. He's Rob Halford or um, the guy who the uh, uh, Joey uh, Pants from The Matrix. Nostalgia critic was who I was thinking. Nostalgia of. <laughs> Doug Walker. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I've seen I see that guy with a circle beard or. No, he has a sort yeah. yeah, no, that's the guy. Yeah. He's just in hog heaven. Oh, yeah. And, and the the man who's an amputee, this video is not, uh, this is definitely like 2AEP or something. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, terrible. The guy who, who's an amputee, I can only describe as the sort of person you see when you're traveling in a car long distance and you're like, fuck it, man, I'm hungry. I guess we'll stop at this Wendy's. And you're sitting there eating and someone comes in and they're like in their 40s but somehow they've never been to a fast food restaurant before, and they're just really confused and bewildered by everything that's going on. <laughs> Has no one else had this experience? I have. It's usually people older than me, though. Yeah. Where it's like you've never you've never ordered anything from a counter. Because yeah, they're know? staring. <laughs> they're staring at the menu. Oh, oh. oh, wow. They got. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, wow. They got. Wow. <laughs> wow. Frosty. What's that? Is there milk in that? Yeah, exactly. That's the guy who's sticking his amputee stump in the man's ass. Wow, I could fit my whole leg in here. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a degree to 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 where it kind of looks like he's at work to him. Like, yeah, I'm doing it. This is, I'm real good at my job. He doesn't seem to be enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a one. This person is the face party. of a guy who's satisfied at a job well done. Yeah. Oh sure. He's the Dan Savage. He's Triple G. He's good game. He's good giving in game. Definitely not getting anything out of this. Uh, aside oh, from... he's getting his stump clean. Sure. <laughs> I don't. Well, clean. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he has found somebody who will accept him for who he is, right? And can enjoy his body in this very special and unique way that they share together. Well, damn. Yeah. That's I think actually, that this yeah, is that's... heartwarming and affirming video. That's way better than anything I had to say. Fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah. I just... Damn. Maybe you should have mentioned before this that uh, for about three and a half years, I was a content moderator for a, a major social media website. I've, I've seen. Oh, I'm sure you've seen all kinds I've, of stuff. I've seen terrors beyond beyond comprehension. At this point, I look at stuff like this and think, well, they're, they're just having a nice time. Well, that's what we've wound up. I mean, we've been doing the show for over a year, and we've been doing, you know, every week we submit ourselves to the depravity of the old internet. And I think we even started the show by saying, you know, oh, yeah, Goatsy. It's just, it's just a guy having fun. He's, yeah, it's just yeah. like seeing an old friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's that man doing to his ass? Enjoying. I life? could eat right yeah. now, staring at Goatsy. Right. If I didn't have like an out of the house job, I would have Goatsy as my lock screen on my phone. <laughs> no one's going to ask me what time it is and reach for my phone. No. After not, a second not after time. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you zoomed in far, far enough, you could probably still could. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's a photograph of a black hole. <laughs> this is the sun. This is a. Why is there a telescopic ring in there? Video, video of this? It's pixel art. It's pixel art. It's a bunt cake under a red filter. Oh. 
this is true for Brian's birthday this year. I decided to make him a goatsy cake, and that is exactly what I did. I made a bunt cake and then made uh, painted on the hands. Uh, <laughs> it was so delicious. And made sure to include the ring, of course. <laughs> and wasn't there like a little cupcake in the butthole? Wasn't that the... I think it was something like that. Or, yeah. or you just made like a, a disc <laughs> and put red frosting on it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta you got to go all out. Yeah, it, was, it was so good. <laughs> It was actually so a good cake too, so that was nice. But uh, yeah, just like yeah, well, I'll make a goatsy cake. That doesn't bother me. Really, the ones that bother me, honestly, are penis harm. Yeah, that's what I was afraid this was going to be. That that's the one domain that still. Oof. Yeah, because we did one a couple weeks ago. It was a guy with the mouse trap. Yeah, um, I had the mouse trap, and the, but the mouse trap had a, a push pin on it, and so he's Ooh. he's putting it. Yeah, not great. Yeah, it 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 oh, was geez. it wasn't going great to begin with, first, yeah, sure. But yeah. then he pulled the push pin out, oh. and it got much worse. Yeah, and the thing I think the one thing about the guys who beat up on their junk like that is that they'll cause this immense harm to them. And you don't ever really see their faces. You only no. ever see like the their arms. You don't really hear them vocalize too much. So you just have to interpret their body language. Right, and there's just like a lot of guys like. They're all of a sudden they're bleeding out of their ass or they're bleeding out of their scrotum mm-hmm. or their dick or their dick hole because they just pulled a screwdriver out from oh. the wrong end. Oh, and uh, but they got like this bilingual, like they came out and they're like, oh, my my tires flat a little bit. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's a minor inconvenience. To yeah, them. this is just, you know, it's, a, it's the cost of doing business, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Of, of torturing my hole. <laughs> abusing my cock uh, yeah i don't know the cock stuff doesn't bother me as much as like the fecal matter really the pee pee poo poo because i don't calling it i don't i don't mind the pee pee poo poo that's, that's yeah i can i can laugh at pee pee poo poo more than i can like someone massacring their their cock i just I, this feels like a weird tangent but i feel like it's really it's important to ask uh do do either of you have children I don't remember. If yes, that... uh, I have two thirteen-year-olds. I, uh, I have twins. And which which one? Uh, which one of you was the one who doesn't like pee pee poo poo? Uh, Me, Brian, Brian. I don't like pee pee poo poo. I don't have kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that 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 just deflates my entire my entire. In the really? context of of shock videos, the pee pee poo poo. I I as far as like real life, I guess I have a normal amount of disgust. That most people have towards feces and urine. I was just thinking that you know, after a certain point of having to clean shit off of your child, sure. that maybe it would, it would start to lose some of its luster. That's something that's upsetting to think about. Exactly, and I think that's why pee pee poo poo doesn't bother me. I think that's exactly. I think you're absolutely right. I think because not only that, but like I had a bunch of family members where I had to like you know clean colostomy bags mm. and stuff, and like did all that other weird shit in my history. Like, eh, it's it's just some shit. <laughs> it doesn't, like, that's fine. It's whatever. It's piss. Who cares? I hadn't even thought about it like that. But yeah, now that you put it that way, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think just, a bunch of diaper time. and a Yeah, bunch of, uh, I was just thinking about it because I, I know a lot of nurses and they, they love to talk about weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They love to talk about weird problems with their patients. Oh, yeah. I know a couple that, that will just unprompted will start telling you about, <laughs> about their patients. The worst thing that a nurse told me was uh, they had a, a patient who, uh, in, in a jail, a young man who got so bored um, in jail with his cellmate that on a dare he 
uh, shoved a pencil through his penis. Mm-hmm. Sideways? And oh, yeah. not sounding, but okay. Mm. Like it mm-hmm. threw yeah. it like a, a, a DIY uh, piercing. Mm-hmm. No good. Mm-mm. Man. Mm. And you know, you get a text about that at seven in the morning <laughs> from somebody who's so used to this that like they don't think maybe this is not a good way to wake somebody maybe up. Maybe this is upsetting. Maybe this so is So my, my partner works in the medical field and her stories are all mm-hmm. just like really like heartbreaking about like how broken our medical system is. They aren't really like gory. They're just like, Wow, there is like no hope for us or like wow. I guess her explicit stories are like people that obviously should go to the hospital, but don't mm. because like their insurance doesn't cover an ambulance ride or something like that. Oh yeah. And don't like, call me an ambulance kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure, boy. Yeah. I know a guy who worked for a, a cleanup company where they go in and they clean up crime scenes or suicides or whatever. And boy, he had some, he had some, this is a guy that I used to work with. He would just be like, oh, yeah, we found a guy's eyeball. Like, uh, we were looking for his eyeball. Not entirely sure why. I'm guessing so they could, like, reattach it for the funeral. And he's like, yeah, we're looking for this guy's eyeball. And we, like, found it two rooms away. Because <laughs> apparently the shotgun had just... Right. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, my it, God. Sent it across the room and then through another room. And then I think the cat got at it. And it's just, like, he was telling me all this straight face, oh like, not laughing. Oh, my He's like, yeah, it was just a normal day on the job. I'm like, what the fuck is happening my partner also used to work in that industry and some of the stories she told me of just like having to do biohazard remittance is a technical term for it right like yeah so this guy just had like a really depressing life you know i guess he collected magic cards or something and he decided to take himself out and he just did it in the hallway and he also weighed like 400 pounds so he collapsed through the the closet door into the closet Mm, no and like Wow, that's that's explicit. That's a lot of details. Yeah. Well, after that sort of thing, we like to do something on the show <laughs> called the breath mint. Yes, it is a a bit of a relief valve from that sort of nonsense, and we're we're taking a deep breath. We're we're enjoying the things we enjoy. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. Uh, Rory, since you're our guest, now, if you're not familiar with The Breathman, what The Breathman is, is a part of the show where we talk about media we've consumed, books we're reading, comics we're enjoying, etc., etc., video games, whatever whatever it is that you're into. I'm going to give you the floor here, since you're our guest. What you been up to? Recently, I would this, this is something I would recommend to anybody. I uh, have been going to the library mm-hmm. and checking out old collections of Nancy by Ernie Bushmiller. Oh, oh hell God. yeah. Yes. I love Bushmiller Nancy. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Just in general, I would recommend to anybody listening, just, hey, go to the library. Sure. Yeah. Same. No matter what you're doing, find some time tomorrow. Go to the library. They're, they're a great resource. They're full of um, all kinds of wonderful stuff like... Delightful old comics. Uh, maybe don't go too far. I've, I've read too far back. I've tried to read some crazy cat stuff, and I, I oh. honestly can't really make sense of it. That's just a time capsule of an age that's so far gone that I, I can't understand it. But Bushmiller stuff, great. Holds up perfectly. Delightful. Incredibly charming. Other than that, I watched the first episode of The Curse last Oh, night. the new Nathan Fielder show. Uh, okay. Yeah, how is that? Yeah. Uh, it's scathing. Okay. If you like Nathan Fielder, I think you'll like it, but it's it's uh, very unsympathetic towards everybody on screen. 
So it's Nathan Fielder. Who else is in that? Emma Stone. Uh, oh, Emma Stone. Okay. Emma Stone. Oh yeah, my girl. I heard. I've heard the Safety brother that acts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I heard it's like really dry and really mean, and you don't really know where it's going. Which sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Par Alley. <laughs> yeah, if if that's what you like, yeah, that is what I like. If that's what you like, then you, I think it's uh, it's great. I would definitely put myself in that camp, especially. I mean, uh, uh, Rory, you you've seen obviously the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the rehearsal? Because I'm, you really have to be in the right mind space to to be into that. But boy, I got sucked in. It it feels like the natural endpoint of Nathan for you. It. I, I am shocked at the possibility there's a second season of it because I don't know like where else you go with it from there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, how do you how do you top like, that? There's no <laughs> there's no coming back. From it this. reckons with the way that his his work kind of interferes with people's lives in a way that like he hasn't done before. But also like I don't know how you could hit that beat again. I don't know what the point of hitting that beat again would be. I'm sure he'll come up with something if if he is in fact doing another season of it. Well, I felt that same way. I, Brian, did you see How to with John Wilson? You were telling. Uh, I haven't. I haven't gotten to that yet. I, I felt that same way about How to with John Wilson. Uh, after that first season, I was like, "Where are they going to go from here?" And thankfully, they didn't try anything new. It was just like, "Yep, we're just going to keep doing the. We're just going to keep doing the show." There was maybe one or two episodes in like the third season where they tried to go really off the map, but even then. It wasn't that far, and Nathan Fielder produced that. That's why I immediately thought of that. He yeah. had that that little bit of that magic touch in there, and boy, how to is a gem as well. If somehow you haven't watched how to, it's incredibly charming and specific thing that there, I've I've never seen anything else like it on television. I'm surprised that it managed to stay as as unique and interesting as it did for as long as it did. Yeah, because that ran for three seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, just a singular work of art that I feel lucky to have been able to see in my lifetime. Brian, what do you got this week? Uh, I've been kind of still boring lately. My sexy red review infos are up on the Arts STL, finally. You had to cut the pussy-eating paragraph. I had to cut the, uh, the, the bit out about the pussy-eating. Uh, uh, I just It just didn't fit. I know. It's just so good. And also, like, I was, like, speaking with my girlfriend about it, and she was like, yeah, I don't, don't, like, maybe you should try it. Like, I had to rewrite the part (laughs) about the twerk contest, I think, like, three times. Yeah. To kind of get it just the right balance of not sounding, like, as objectifying. But it's kind of hard when there's uh, two dozen healthy women out there. Ass everywhere. Ass everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of hard not to to kind of tread into that territory. But yeah. It's I out can... there. I still don't know if it's the best or the worst thing I've written this year, but it's 1,600 words, which seems like a whole lot for anything I've ever done or observed in this lifetime. My girlfriend and I finally started taking a, a chunk out of The Sopranos again. We had a hiatus for a minute just because of life. And uh, boy, what an interesting show. <laughs> Rory, you're a Sopranos fan? I can't actually say that I am. I I saw like the first couple of episodes of it when I was twelve. Oh well, my family didn't have HBO, but my mom was renting it from like <laughs> I think Hollywood Video, yeah. one tape and at a time. She was like letting me watch it with her, and then got to a part where I I, I don't know if this act, I remember there being a naked woman. I think on a boat. I think that's maybe, the first or episode. Something. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's it's very early. They 
Okay, so I only saw the first episode then. Uh, my mom sat down, like, thinking this would be a good idea to watch with me, and then saw that, and then said, you can't watch this anymore. I mean, 12, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I totally agree with the yeah. mom at 12. I, I, it's kind of a mystery to me, though, because, like, she would show me very, like, I saw Saving Private Ryan with her when I was, like, 11. Whew. Yeah. I'm... That has, like, just bodies exploding in it. She got mad at me once because I tried to rent the movie Chasing Amy from the from the video store. I don't really understand like what her problems with specific media were or weren't. My, yeah. My mom was kind of very similar in that like stuff that was like gory, she didn't really have a problem with. Stuff that was like vulgar, like if it was funny vulgar, she didn't have too much of an issue with. But like sex stuff? Oh no. Not in this house, sir. You're too young. Yeah, but I'm having a hard time trying to figure that that one out though because she was, she used to be a midwife. She was somebody who's like been very frank with me about like, this is how all this stuff works since I was like a child. I don't know what like I I'm not sure what exactly her specific concern about me seeing nudity in movies was. I think it's just like the American psyche. I, I don't know if there's anything deeper in that. That's just like our our collective hangups. Like we'll watch all kinds of bloody vulgar things but the second there's like a tit or a woman receiving pleasure yeah sir you're gonna have to this is a wendy's you're gonna have to leave yeah well like okay so i have i have a, a pair of twins that are 13 and i'm you know running out of pg-13 horror movies to show them in halloween and i'm like i don't know what's what's a good r and yeah i've kind of settled on that a good r is like r for gore yeah, I mean, mm. look, I'm not going to show him Salo, you or know, a Serbian film, right? I mean, I'm not a monster. Uh, I'm not. Kids, kids, gather around. I got, I got something for the from the archives here. A little, a little sweet movie called right. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and like, a little Italian it. film. I'm not gonna sit sit there and have him like watch Hostel, obviously. But like, I mean, really, you could just probably go back to like the classics. You show him like Halloween. Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, exactly. Gore. That's yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's an R-rated movie. With oh, yeah. yeah, Texas Chainsaw is on the list for oh, next year. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, my my dude. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's my favorite, honestly. Yeah. I I would probably agree right on that on that point. I love horror sequels. I don't know what it is. Horror Halloween Two was my favorite. I always like. Uh, house the the house too because it had the the weird like confederate soldier guy i haven't seen the house too yet i just love the the unbridled enthusiasm of a canon movie oh god yeah i love that stuff just schlock for schlock's sake texas chainsaw one which was filmed around here is just like such such a, a perfect piece of dread and it's so fucking tense the whole way through, and that's like an incredible accomplishment for how much little how little money they shot it with. But like in my head, that just can't compete with Dennis Hopper in a chainsaw fight. No, but I mean, like, yeah, I'm trying to think. That's that's what I wanted a movie. Like Peter Jackson made his bones, at least in American audiences' eyes, with Lord of the Rings stuff. But for me, like, give me Dead Alive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the the priest going like, I kick ass for the Lord, like. There's there's something to be said oh, for trash. God. I love trash. I love trash cinema. Oh, you're gonna show the kids dead alive? No, well maybe. I don't know. 
I'm if, if I'm doing anything in that kind of trash horror genre, I might do like Evil Dead first, so they can at least get the yeah, American. Dead version. Alive still seems a little advanced. Yeah, it took me like five times watching it to be able to sit through it, like without having to stop it because of how nauseating. <laughs> it is. I'm trying to think. I think my mom probably let me rent Dead, not Dead, uh, Evil Dead in high school. I was probably like ninth grade. I think uh, my mom was in th- very enthusiastic when I started getting into horror films when I was young. She's like, oh, I think I was probably still in grade school. And I was like, I want to watch Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's go rent. Let's go watch it. Right. And like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Of all the ones to start with, Day or Dawn, not bad. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead is I still fantastic. I've even yeah. watched like the, the mind-numbingly poorly paced <laughs> like European cut that's like three hours oh, long. Yeah. Oh yeah. But boy. like even that's fun. <laughs> to a degree. If a movie if a horror movie starts to go beyond the two hour thirty mark, I start to lose my patience with it. Yeah. But there's exceptions to every rule, of course. I mean like if Dave Eggers made a three hour cut of something, yeah. I'd be like, all right, well Ari Aster. Yeah. Well he already made his three hour cut. I was gonna cut. say that's Bo Bo's afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, as, as speaking of movies, this week I, I saw a bit of a weird double feature. I saw Easy A, the 2000s era Emma Stone comedy. It's like a sex comedy, but it was PG-13. Easy A, what a what an interesting slice of that time period because it was like it came out right after Mean Girls, and so you could tell like the voiceover and even some of the sets mm-hmm. were the same. They they were really trying to to nail that Mean Girls thing. And despite all of that, it's pretty damn funny. Like, just even now, like going back and watching it, because again, I gotta pick up PG thirteen movies. My my kids are at that age, and I'm like, well, this is a this is an older mm-hmm. movie that's kind of a sex comedy, but you know, it's all implied and it's all you know, kind of innuendo. And boy, even then, I kind of knew Emma Stone had the goods. Oh um, yeah. yeah, I think super bad. Yeah, yeah, and that was the first time I saw her. Was super bad, Same. yeah. But yeah, Easy A had just it has a lot going for it. You know, Stanley Tucci is the dad. Um, people who would go on to do sitcoms <laughs> are in these supporting roles, and it just has this kind of odd, very early two thousands feel to it, which is appropriate. Something that came out. I don't know. I, I had a good time with it, and then we followed that up with the next night, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So, yeah. Yeah. I heard that's a movie. It certainly is a film. You know, James Mangold, uh, he he's all right. It's kind of like when Spielberg finished up AI for Kubrick, right? You You have the idea that there was something here, but for whatever reason, it's just not quite right. And that's exactly how this felt. Uh, Dial of Destiny had a lot of good things going for it. They kept Shia LaBeouf out of the movie. They wrote him out. You know, they had... Um, uh, He's not in it at all? Not, uh, not at all. Uh, his character is mentioned a couple times. Uh, you know, he, he, died, w- he died on the way back this, to his home. He died, he died in, in the war. Vietnam uh, yeah, he died something. in Vietnam. Yeah, that's, that's literally, literally <laughs> what it is. <laughs> that's literally what it is. Yeah, yeah, because right. yeah, it, 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 yeah, I objected to him going to war. And, uh, and, right, he went to... He, he died for... <laughs> God. I just imagine, like, I'm just like, Indy, Indy could have not been racist. Mm. He died fighting the, the, the just imagine, imagine yeah. what your grandpa was saying. Right. Various yeah. sinophobic slurs just over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. 
Charlie. He didn't even get to take in the ear. Yeah. Him stepping right off the boat. Yeah. And anyways, I'm gonna go eat some monkey brains. Right. I would have loved that if Indiana Jones had like a five minute scene in it where he talks about how it was a good warm he could have won if Nixon <laughs> had pussy and taken us out. Well, it's it's set in '69, so yeah, this was because there's a big plot point where the the Apollo 11 astronauts are getting their ticker tape parade in New York, and that's and and so he's he's also being chased by. Uh, these ex-Nazis, one of which uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen. Love Mads. Oh. Love to see Mads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The they, psychosexual Nazi oof, chasing. Love him. But they even make his character a former Nazi who were, went to work for NASA. So, you know. Oh, so he's Operation Paperclip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that. I, uh, but they don't mention uh, Paperclip by name, but it's you know heavily implied. There's even a funny scene. I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but I laughed my ass off at it. Where they're saying, you know, your your work is done here. We're gonna send you back to Alabama. And Matt Mickelson just goes, I'm not going back to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I get uh, I, it. I, now I feel like I have to watch this movie just for that part. <laughs> yeah, you can find the clip on YouTube. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fine. That's the thing about it is it's 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 okay. Just kind of like the how the Uncharted movie a couple of years back was just okay. The, I I forgot that it even existed. Yeah, it's, exactly. You'll forget that you saw it the minute at, I had to look up on Letterbox what movie I had watched last week to remember this for this segment of the show because I'd forgotten that I'd seen it because it's very forgettable. And that's such a fucking bummer. There's only maybe one or two things about it that really got me. One is uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in the movie, a flea bag herself. Mm-hmm. She does not fuck a priest in the movie, so there's that. But but she's actually pretty good in this kind of spunky action heroine uh, role. So that, that was kind of neat. And then uh, Karen Allen still comes back in this, yeah, okay. uh, but only at the end. Mm-hmm. You, you had a couple of recurring stars coming in from Raiders. You know, just some, some really interesting bit parts here and there. But it's just it's just okay. It's two and it's a half sorry. hours, and it's just okay. Yeah, like for the, for for <sighs> being the last uh, Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, and things like that, and knowing that Harrison Ford is. He's oh yeah, he's gassed. You know, he's there's older no yeah. than dirt. Yeah, there's no way. And it's yeah. just it's sad. It's sad, but it's also like well, I guess it's best that the last one is this and not. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. I remember I worked at Blockbuster oh, when no. that was when oh, that boy. came out, and Blockbuster bought so many copies of that <laughs> fucking film that I remember that we were. I remember that we were trying to blow them hit. out, yeah. trying to blow them out. So Blockbuster used to have a thing where like you could buy used DVDs. It was like three for fifteen or something like that. Yeah, that's where I got a lot of the, the early yeah, DVDs. Same. Yeah. We were trying to blow out copies of kingdom of the crystal skull on dvd i think for like two dollars yeah and and people weren't biting nope people were like no i want transmorphers i want transmorphers Mm -hmm. um atlantic underworld film and um and blindside i want that my three for 15 (laughs) oh boy and whatever dog shit Keanu Reeves was doing at the time that wasn't john wick Uh, oh marley and me oh marley yeah how to fuck it? How fucking depressing is that for Harrison Ford? Like, you know, 
he said this whole Blade Runner movie that you apparently liked making, and Han Solo got killed. You you came back so Han Solo could die, right? And then you come back for one scene and a a follow up to that, and then what else is there for you? The fucking Anne Heche movie that you did. I think spending the rest of his career slowly uh, doing sequels to every other movie he's been in, giving you closure on every single one of them, Ugh. because that is what society wants now. We have to get was it was it the the movie where he was on the the airplane and he was the president? Air Force, Air Force one. one, Air Force Two. Yeah, we have to we have to do an Air Force One see se- Yeah, Air Force Wait, Two or Three or whatever, two. where like you get to see that president as an old man president. and he dies. Yeah, but but. <laughs> But he gets to mow the vice president because okay, he was playing okay. too fast and but, loose with the terrorists. Yeah, they find they out that he was. Badge. They, find <laughs> out, they find out he was secretly funding Gary Oldman's terrorist organization. Yeah, I had forgotten Gary Oldman. Yeah, was we got to get that one yeah. in there. We got to the do, Fugitive Two, um, obviously. Let's see, <laughs> Fugitive Two, where as an old man, he he. He is accused of killing somebody else and also tries to jump down a waterfall, but this time he dies. We got to get the sequel to K-19, The Widowmaker, K-20, The Widowmaker, <laughs> where his submarine explodes. Um, uh, we have to kill him off in every possible timeline of cinema that he's been in. We got Sean Bean his ass. <laughs> Regarding Henry, where he does learn to read, but then he, he reads too much and, and is executed by the state. Um, you know, just like, like, oh. Oh, jeez. He learns to read and then starts reading some really questionable stuff and then just starts talking about, I don't know, uh, reptilians, yes, yes. JQ. Yeah. People stop wanting to listen to it. Starts, start, he reads Behold the Pale I don't know. I don't know this movie at all. I, I'm probably thinking of the wrong Is movie. A lawyer who doesn't know Hold how on. to read? I'm probably thinking. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about I it. Learned, I, learned from, I learned law from pictographs. Sorry, he, it's not that he doesn't know how to read. He loses his memory and the ability to speak. Oh. I was way off. That's a whole other movie that I was thinking of. But yeah, it's another one where he plays someone with a disability. Okay. And, and... So we're, now we know what the sequel is, though. He he forgets how to read. <laughs> again. <laughs> ah, jeez. Specifically. Ah, geez, again. <laughs> you know who wrote that? J.J. Abrams. What the fuck? Yeah. He play, and J.J. Abrams looks like he plays a delivery boy. Yeah, he he got the... Is there he, lots of lens glare <laughs> when he shows up? No, he did not direct it, but yeah, he, he wrote uh, regarding Henry. Um, or as uh, Caitlyn Jenner would say, Henry. Nice, nice. Jesus nice, Christ. Nice callback. Callback. It's good? All right. Well, this is about the time of the show where we tell people where to find us online. Rory, since you are our guest, why don't you go ahead and tell us where we can find you, your comics, and everything else. Uh, I'm the only person named Rory Blank. If you just Google Rory Blank, you'll Perfect. find me. Uh, if you want more specific, uh, at I'm on I'm on Twitter at Bone Jail. I'm on uh Blue Sky at Rory Blank or whatever. I'm Rory Blank on Instagram. I'm Rory Blank on Tumblr. I'm Rory Blank on Facebook. Uh, I own like 20 different domain <laughs> names. I own KingOfBlood.com, <laughs> SkeletonWizard.com, EroticFuneral.com, OiledUpLeatherDaddies.com. GarfieldXXX.com, www.getjackedoffbythepresident.com, pisscastle.com. I think Patriot Mask Supply is one that I still own because in 2020 I was briefly trying to uh, market COVID masks to MAGA people. (laughs) I, I had one that had like a COVID 
papyrus, but it had Joseph Coney's face on it, <laughs> and it said Obama virus. Yes. Uh, that got shut down by T Public really quickly, but I still own the domain name, so I think that's going to something else now. Amazing. <laughs> that's it. One of those will take you to comics. One of those will take you somewhere else. That's awesome. Rory, all of Rory's stuff is fucking amazing. He's a very talented uh, cartoonist. Amazing t-shirts. The I love my, uh, oh my God. Stop Learning How to Read shirt. I like reading that and having people like cross the street. When they see me, um, <laughs> I may or may not be doing a reprint of that for Black Wonderful. Friday. Awesome! It's a great. I bought the uh, the puppy that I I can't help. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's me. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do shit. Yeah, uh, of course. My my treasured favorite is still the Junji Ito Looney Tunes uh, a bit there, uh, and of course the uh, the. Legally distinct from the Simpsons, uh, don't shirt. Yeah, the uh, the, the comic you did of Bart birthing Homer out of his mouth <laughs> and being like the cycle of violence ends with me, dude. Oh, uh, beautiful. Gotta say, it. I think I might actually, I may at one point buy that and have it framed. Absolutely, it's... as well you should. Okay, I just printed out a bunch of them today. I could send you one tomorrow. Oh shit! Perks okay, being you. Uh, speaking of which, Brian, where can they find you online to send you death threats or or random? Uh, Rory if you want to send me death threats or or swag or <laughs> both, yeah. <laughs> I hope you die. Here's a t-shirt. Here's a t-shirt. I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, here's a sticker. Here's a here's a 25 percent off right. coupon for Redbubble. Right. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Threads. Blue Sky, I shot Gidi Bor, I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D. Um, if you want to check out my photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. You want to see some foes with the words or vice versa, it's amusicphotographer.com. You can check out some stuff of mine over on theartsstl.com, the only and last good media website in St. Louis. Amen. And uh, I may or may not be covering the Stavros Halkius show at the factory this Saturday. Ooh. Yes, I can't I'm, wait to see his powerful haunches. Ooh, wow. I'm crossing. I'm crossing every finger I have that you get to see Stavi. I can't. Baby. I can't wait to see. Uh, Up close I have, and sweaty. I, like, I have one cool coworker. Yeah. And I mentioned something about like covering that. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to be there." And I'm like, "Oh, you like come town?" And he's like, very quietly. The Adam yes. Friedman show. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And I just like started saying things like, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool that he's selling out a 3,000 cap room. Yeah. That's like right across the street from a bunch of chain restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little weird out there. <laughs> it's like, it's like really where he needs to be. It feels right. Yeah. It feels like he belongs between like a, a nail salon and like a, I don't know, Subway. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, like, performing, like, on, on like this tour, performing all these, like, kind of historic rooms all across the country. And then, like, in yeah. St. Louis, it's, like, a cement box that's partially owned by Dead Mouse, And it's right across the highway from, I think, like, one of the longest strip malls in Missouri. It's, I think, at least a mile right. long. Yeah. And, oh, um... Boy. And there's a rock and bruise there, there just in case a, there is, yeah. you want to get like a, a hamburger named after a sound garden song or some shit. <laughs> the factory is actually a really great room. I saw uh, uh, Death Grips there. 
wow. a couple months ago. <laughs> that That's was right. really weird. Fuck yeah, Midwest yeah, rocks. Yeah, we're 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 blessed with abundance out here. Yeah, in the, the Midwest. The, yeah. For longest time, the highest room in the town used to be like an old like. Uh, medical clinic and they just like painted it black <laughs> kid you not painted it black yeah put a stage in there in some booths and like yeah like caribou played there foals played there it was a 400 cap room it looked like shit mm-hmm. shit but it it worked it was a lot of fun somehow yeah 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 huh. anyways jason where can they send you some harassments sweet uh yeah send me harassments and please uh merch anything that you want to send to me please is uh <laughs> twitter and various other places as video crime that includes of course blue sky and threads for whatever unholy reason i have that video crime b-i-d-e-o-c-r-i-m-e we also have tiktok and instagram as laser goose ceo the show itself can be found for eight minutes dogs barking.com Shoot us an email, Jason at 48minutesdogsbarking.com or Brian with a Y at 48minutesdogsbarking.com. Give us a call, 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY-POO. Support the show, patreon.com slash 48minutesofdog. I like to end that with a shatter. I don't know why. 48minutesofdog. Read Tech War. <laughs> don't read. Don't 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 read Tech War, please. For the love of God, do not. If you have anything else that you take away from this episode tonight, let it be that you do not need to read Tech War. For the love of God, I think I'm going to read Tech War. Uh, God damn it! No, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go down to my like local library. I... Like, hey, I was wondering, do you guys have a little book called Tech War? He's putting it on hold they're at his library, right? Like the police yeah. alarm button. <laughs> it's Rory's going to go after this episode to his library and be like, so you guys. Of a tech you, got, you got tech war. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got the audiobook Maybe can I get can I get that oh. on uh... the one narrated by the Unabomber? <laughs> it's the Ted special. All right. Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted reads tech war. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Before I say anything else actionable, we're gonna leave you with this. Namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.